My name is Fish Daddy, the hip-hop halibut. And we're going <laughs> to slam some fat jams for you tonight. Goodbye to our record deal. <laughs> <laughs> deal with that much. How do you podcast again? So this is a podcast, Everything's Awful Forever, because, I mean, let's look at your lives. <laughs> look at yourself. <laughs> being very aggressive, but that's okay, because everything's awful forever. My name's Jessica. My name's Philippa. We are going to talk to you about some good awful shit, and it's going to make you feel better. Keep your standards low. No one will be disappointed because you'll be like, oh, yeah, I kind of expected them to be shit, and they were. My episode today is going to be about weird food and stuff. Everyone likes food. Everyone likes mummies and cursed cheese. Isn't all cheese cursed, really, when you get down to it? <laughs> Why is cheese cursed? <laughs> you never wake up from your skeezy nightmares at 3am oh, yeah. and be like... It was the brie. <laughs> Goddamn. You just stop scarfing all that brie before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Cheese does definitely give you nightmares. I defy anyone to give me any evidence that says that that isn't true. Old wives' tales are always true. Never always. had a good cheese dream. No, never. I came across this because I found these two articles, one of them entitled Mummy Juice. The next month, precisely a month later, there was another one. Cursed cheese. It's like the fates were calling out to you. They really were. Jess. Yeah. Jess. So, let's dive into it. On the 19th of July, last year, 2018, folk who really didn't give a shit about curses uncovered a black sarcophagus in Alexandria, in Egypt. It was a black, big black, awful, scary, horrible thing. You know, I swear I came across that on Facebook and didn't read it. Oh, so why? I, I just said, and I was like, what? is that, you know, no, uh, 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 Trump, Trump article. <laughs> It was a very harrowing time, 2018. There was a lot going on. You know that the world is really fucked up when you're like, what's going to disturb me more, the black sarcophagus <laughs> or CNN politics? This is what we like about this podcast, is we talk about the weird stuff that happened in the past. Oh, wait, no, but this is kind of now, because they uncovered it, and now they're definitely all cursed. Okay, current news. Yeah, current news. <laughs> Shit, I need to think of something else. So when they opened it up, inside there were three skeletons in a pool of red liquid. <laughs> So, naturally, everyone really wanted to drink this a 1,000 million percent cursed mummy juice that they found inside the sarcophagus. When you say everyone... <laughs> everyone in the entire world, anyone that saw this was like, mm, yeah, I'm gonna drink that. This and make that a tea. It's gonna be nice. Some of that immortality juice. Mm. One dude, Innes... I didn't put his last name because I'm an idiot. I just put the first three letters of his last name <laughs> for some reason. So it's Innes MCK. Kenzie? I'm gonna guess that. He started a petition, and he started the petition to the King of Skeletons in Egypt. He's like, Mr. King of Skeletons, please. We need to drink the red liquid from the cursed dark sarcophagus in the form of some kind of carbonated energy drink, so we can assume its powers and finally die, <laughs> was the main thrust of the petition. That petition got 30,000 supporters on it. 30,000 people wanted to drink the cursed mummy juice. I would have signed that petition if only I'd read that fucking if only article. You read it, and then maybe you could have drank it. But here you are. <laughs> now you don't have immortality and you've only got yourself to blame. So that just kind of got me thinking about the fascination that we have with certain substances, especially if they've got colours to them that are weird. We're like, oh, I want to drink that red liquid. It kind of <laughs> reminds us of wine or like the Philosopher's Stone, the elixir of life. So the petition is definitely a joke, but. 
you know, there are quite a few people that believed it. Some locals actually wanted to bottle it and drink <laughs> it too, like for realsies. So what they actually found out the hideous red liquid was, was sewage. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't even cool or anything. Sewage, like modern sewage yeah. or skeleton sewage? Modern. No, modern sewage. Oh, that's... It's disappointing because it was sewage, mm. but I guess... It's uplifting in that it is freely available, so if That's you still right. want to drink it... that You can. It's very open to you. You can go and get some right now. Don't need like. to ask no one's permission. No, just go and get it. Just do it. <laughs> Live your best life. Dive right in. Smear it all over your face. It'll be fine. You might not get immortality, though. Don't do this at home. Except do do it. <laughs> do do it. Except don't do it. Yeah, well, I was thinking, though, like, what did people think were going to happen if you drank the juice because it's sort of like the shittest origin story for a superhero ever and then you'd get the powers of a mummy like what would that even be <laughs> you'd just be very old and, and crispy <laughs> crumble easily <laughs> mummies of power I didn't watch the mummy movies but what? mummies mummies never really grabbed me as great horror oh figures. no it's not horror but it is very good but I, I'm sure they can do things. Yeah, Imhotep was kind of hot. We had sand power and shit. I guess maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe it's that. <laughs> Alright, so if you want sand power and shit, just go and drink some sewage because that's basically the same. So the liquid was sewage induced from the decaying body, so there were a little mm. bit of mummy juice in there. But it was actually from, there were like building sites going on next to the sarcophagus, <sighs> which is where they actually found it. They were like digging up some place in Alexandria to build some new building complex, which just kind of makes me think, I think they need to just dig up Egypt. Just the whole thing. Just all of it. Because there's definitely a lot of shit in there, like, underneath Cairo. You'd be amazed that you'd find more sarcophagi. Yeah. More red liquid. More curses. There are fears that it is cursed, and... The person who discovered it, or like the main archaeologist, Mr. Waziri, said last week of the year that I said it was earlier, I was the first to put my whole head inside the sarcophagus, <laughs> and here I stand before you, I am fine. So he's 10 million percent cursed. Famous last he words. He might not even be alive right now. I'm not googling it, and I urge you not to either, because he is dead, and the curse will transfer to you a month later. They had discovered some cursed cheese. It was almost like exactly a month later, so I think it's all connected into the curse, even though mm. this is nowhere near Alexandria. These things may seem very disconnected <laughs> yeah. and random, but... But they're not. What's that horrible book that was a film that everyone loved and... That's the one! That's the guy! <laughs> yes. Dad Brown, your new novel. Do that, yeah. Cursed Cheese and the Mummy Juice. Harry Potter and the Cursed Cheese. <laughs> rice itself, doesn't it? So they discovered a cache of these jars and inside was this mass, this white mass. When they tested it, they discovered that it was in fact cheese. Everything becomes cheese sooner or later. <laughs> Leave it long enough. Everything is cheese forever. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Everything is cheese forever. Especially this because it's 3,300 year old cheese. Mm. And so everybody really wanted to eat it. It's like the bluest cheese. The bluest of blue cheese. I can get the mummy juice. Yeah. I can understand that you would think mummy juice will give me immortality. Mm. But what kind of fuck powers do you think you're going to get from eating the cheese? <laughs> okay, so you get your mummy powers and stuff from the juice. But from the cheese, you... Bad gas. Gas. Gas forever. Bad nightmares. What they actually found instead of superpowers was that... It was probably cow's milk, which they were like, oh, great. So they probably. did do cow milking back in those times. 
The times of yore. <laughs> the yore times of Egypt. And it also contained a protein associated with... Um, <laughs> no, no. I'm going to edit this in once I find out how you pronounce it. So it'll just be like my normal voice and then like... <laughs> anyway, it's Brucella militensis. Brucella militensis. That I, sounds convincing. I can say things. <laughs> I know how words work. How hard are they? Not at all. It's a bacteria that is highly contagious, that causes a highly contagious disease. Again, brucellosis, probably. The disease of Bruce. He's a dick. Always spreading his disease around. Spreading his cheese. The symptoms of that disease from this cheese include severe fever, nausea, vomiting, various other nasty gastrointestinal ailments. That means... Shitting yourself to death <laughs> is the polite science term for that, I think. I was kind of right when I said gas powers. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, vomiting and gas don't surprise me mm-hmm. as symptoms. From 3,000-year-old cheese. No, it's it's what you'd expect. If it allowed you to see through walls, then I'd be a bit more impressed. These things were discovered recently, even though they're very old. But humans have always kind of had this fascination with food. We're so joined to it. And there's so many myths and beliefs that form around food. Just from every single culture there. Like, I did so much reading for this. It might not seem like it, but we actually do a (laughs) fucking lot of research. We just like weird stuff. We just skim over interesting facts and go, shall I include this? Nah. Talk about our pets instead. Yes, we've got good bunnies. (laughs) Poop jokes. So, because food is so important to everyone, a lot of people think that food will give you powers or do real bad shit. I guess in Western society like us, we think of Eve and the fruit of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that was bad for everyone. Like in Hindu religion, gods would harness milk called Amrita, a nectar that was collected and drunk by the gods, which would give them immortality. And it was forbidden for humans, of course. All of these good things are forbidden for humans, so the gods are just, like, hoarding it. Including fucking god, who's like, we've got this fruit, don't you eat it now. (laughs) Just don't. Just gonna put it right here. Right here. Gonna put, like, a little bit of garnish on it. At least for Christianity, it was, you know, the apple-slash-carb-heavy fruit that was forbidden. <laughs> Cheese, milk. Mm. Who, who's gonna forbid dairy? Oh, wait. 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 I'm sure there are other oh, religions. Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> like, most of them. Because it's kind of weird. It's weird that we think milk is okay. If you think about it, which I do a lot. Who saw the cow and was like, mmm, num num num, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get what that. comes out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever is excreting, I want some of it. And that's how we get to wanting to eat mummy shit. It was mummies in there. It's fine. There's loads of just churned up mummies, like into a nice mummy smoothie. Mm, Delicious. Lots of protein. We have always thought of milk as kind of special and powerful. Like Jews, it was really important. Land of milk and honey. Honey also is incredibly important. We basically like animal excretions that are kind of sweet. I was going to say maybe because we can't do it and we get jealous, but then I was like, oh, wait, milk. Oh, milk. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. In Chinese mythology, we've got the peaches of immortality, the food of the immortals. Eating this ensured everlasting existence of the gods. Again, like ambrosia kind of things that Mm. gods would eat to give you immortality. And if humans would eat them, they would also become immortals. Good. That's nice, isn't it? Were they forbidden to humans? Oh, there was everything. All of this is super forbidden. Way forbidden. Just don't touch it. No special features for you. Don't look at it. Don't think about it. It's not for you. Wiccans have a long list of food they believe 
have magical properties. These were like really normal stuff that you can just go out and buy. Like some of it is even like pizza and pasta. Pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Most of it's like fruit and herb, but pizza is ruled by mercury. Spiral pasta enhances creativity. Spaghetti and linguine protection and improving communications and corn pasta which i don't know what the fuck that is but it is financial creativity and rice pasta is for love so my question is yes are all wiccans italian yes yep. that's the origin of the wiccans wiccalia <laughs> and this is the truth we this know is, we research this is research you're hearing it on the podcast so it's definitely true so but this podcast isn't everything is nice forever, so let's all eat apples. It's Jeez. everything's awful forever. So let's eat shit. Let's eat some weird <laughs> stuff. A lot of these powers that people got from food were achieved in either nefarious ways or were just kind of like they were frightened of what the food could do. So for the Aztecs, for instance, 500 years ago, that some grains had supernatural properties. And what they would do was using honey and a little bit of blood from sacrifices, they would like mash it up into a paste and then mm. make a little statue out of it. And mm. then when they were doing their rituals, they would pass out this blood, honey, grain statue thing and eat them. Just, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just thinking, how can I fit this into my work lunchtime? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, did the blood, did it kill the person to give the blood? When you say sacrificial, does that mean well sacrifice of life? I like to think so. I didn't really read in that far. So I'm going to say yes. Yes, say definitely. Someone, 100% without a doubt, 1,000 million percent sure. It's not a sacrifice if you don't die. Exactly. It's not a sacrifice if you just prick your finger. That's just an inconvenience. It doesn't say the blood of an inconvenience. It was a sacrifice. <laughs> Artichokes, banned from being eaten because it made women sexy. Sexy. Sexy women aren't allowed. I need to eat more artichokes. So yeah, artichokes. There's a little story about that from Greek mythology. I think that's Sinara. It's a beautiful mortal girl whose Zeus was like... (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, you could be a hole in the wall and Zeus would be like, (laughs) like, yeah. Yeah, that's so hot. (laughs) Yeah, Zeus. He was always turning himself into a swan and fucking everything, wasn't he? (laughs) We should do, like, 16 episodes on Zeus, because they were fucking <laughs> the ver- great. The variety of ways in which Zeus oh is God. awful forever. Yes. <laughs> the, why, why is, I mean, the Christian God, why is he so fucking boring? I kind of like Old Testament God, who is turning people into salt and, like, throwing mm. huge tantrums. But isn't that so dull? Dull, yes, but you get these moments. Mm. Jesus... Didn't he go to eat some olives from a tree, but it wasn't olive season, and so Jesus was like, fuck you, tree, no (laughs) olives for you, blighted forever. And the disciples were just like, okay. This guy likes his olives. Oh, I love that. I didn't know about that. (laughs) I think it was Old Testament God, Mm -hmm. where there were those kids who taunted that bald man, and then God was like, fuck you, eaten by bears. (laughs) Packed artichokes after that little small um, little sidebar there. He found this last and was like, yep, I'm having that. And he took her to Olympus and made her a goddess. That's a euphemism, isn't it? <laughs> That's a big old euphemism. <laughs> this is the day after Valentine's Day. I think we've all been made goddesses recently. Then in typical Zeus fashion, became enraged when she sneaked off to go spend time with her mother. Who, in my mind, 
was sick and also had a puppy. And had arranged a care package for yeah. her daughter. And Zeus as well. And But he was like... And what does Zeus think? He's the fucking one-night stand. And he's like, your mother is more important. So he chucked her off Olympus and turned her into an artichoke. As you do. A fate worse than death. Of all the vegetables as well, you're this weird, crazy, stupid artichoke. Artichokes also rumoured to be an aphrodisiac. I don't know if it's because the hot lady was turned into one, but it that is why, in my mind, this is what, this is what history is. It's just me going, yeah, that sounds right. Everybody just eat an artichoke and then tell us if you feel sexy. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like the least sexy thing. Like strawberries I can kind of get because they're red and, you know. But this is mm. like some weird, gross thing. Edit in what is an artichoke. <laughs> Edit in a description of an artichoke that I say. So it looks exactly like that that I just mm. said just now. And it's not very sexy. But they think it's because the French queen Catherine de Medici... Medici. I, Medici, I did German, so sorry about <laughs> it. She was said to have eaten a lot of them. So if anything the French queen did, of course, then it was going to be done by every single person in France. Mm. And so they were banned from eating artichoke because of their sexual powers. Not allowed to be sexy. Don't eat artichokes. Only eat boring vegetables. Or cheese. So onions, we're back to the Egyptians here. They thought that onions were related to eternal life because of all their layers. So wise. Much like Shrek. (laughs) Onions and their layers. Every layer is a lie. Every layer is a lie. Everything is a lie. I mean, it feels like it's reaching a bit, but the science checks out. I think it does. Onions were found in various body parts of mummies. So the throat, pelvis. (laughs) I was going to say naturally. (laughs) Just like, yeah, that's how they died, actually. (laughs) Shoving onions up, just full up. Full of onions up there, just <laughs> full to the brim. It's a health hazard. I don't know what you call a group of onions. A bushel? A murder? I call it a fridge. <laughs> fridge of onions. So they also thought that they could bring back the dead. I don't know why. You'd think after the first time, yeah. you'd be like, no. Nah, it's not working. Shoving a fridge full of onions up there, it's still not working. Onions do have a little bit of antiseptic properties, so they think maybe that's why that they were using those onions. Speaking of fruit... <laughs> In medieval Britain, people held the belief that raw anything was ridiculously unsuited to anything other than medicine. Fruit had to be cooked. Everything had to be cooked. Apparently it was a hangover from Greek times where raw pears were being used to treat constipation, things like that. Now here I'm just going to go out on a limb with a story that's unverified. Didn't they eat potatoes raw when they were brought to England in the 1600s? Yeah, I was. Is that what happened in the movie? No, I got into a little bit of a rabbit hole with that looking into potatoes. And people were very fearful of potatoes and tomatoes. In fact, people (laughs) used to actually have tomatoes as decoration instead of food. Until like crazy people were like, oh, I was going to eat this. Oh my God, it's delicious. And then people were really scared of it. Same with potatoes. They were like, this is fucking disgusting. But then they started to cook it. And like, actually, it's it's, like the best thing in the universe. It is part of the deadly nightshade family. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, don't eat them raw. No. Except do. Except do. <laughs> Actually, once for um for a very, very sad New Year's party. In fact, it wasn't a party. No one turned up. It was just me and this other girl. At her party, not at mine, of course. People would have she turned up to mine. She was the loser. <laughs> yeah, she was the loser. We wanted to play stupid games, but we wanted to play bobbing for apples. But we didn't have any apples, and so we played bobbing for potatoes. Oh. And then we got as we got increasingly drunk, we were daring each other to do shit. And one of one of hers was to eat an orange with the peel on, and she dared me to eat an entire potato. 
like to roll. Oh no, please tell me that. It took a bite of it, but I was like, I simply cannot. On the subject of eating things you should never eat. Tell me. Drinking things you should never drink. Tell me. I was once dared to drink half a cup of oil. <laughs> Which of the wines was mine? It was the one that's empty. The empty one. I'm talking, Philippa. I'm doing all the work here. <laughs> yeah, I, I was dared to drink half a cup of oil. And I did. Did you? <laughs> I vomited for hours. <laughs> was it worth it? What was the what was the dare for? I don't even know what it, I mean, we just like truth and dare. Was it just like, so it was like drink that oil? You were like, hell yeah. And it just like went for it. <laughs> Do I need a reason, Jess? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I ate a potato raw, sort of, for I nothing. Mean, so if you want to purge, mm. drink, drink a cup of oil. Don't do that at home. Do that. Do it. Do it right now. Do it right now. This podcast is going to need special disclaimers. No, it's not. Except it is. Except no, it isn't. It. All right. Where am I? Yeah, raw food. In fact, there is a quote here, which is in Middle English, so it's beautiful, but it is translated. But we'll put this on Twitter, probably, maybe, to show you what it says. Beware of green salads and raw fruits. For they will make your master sick. So there's some merit to that. You can get, like, salmonella is on spinach. Is it? Yes! <gasps> I thought it was yeah, just, like, man. fish and No, eggs. no, no. It's, like, it's on, like, a lot of salads and stuff. That's how a lot of people get it, from, like, reheating rice poorly and <laughs> salad. How am I still alive? How are any of us still alive? This is what and this podcast is about. I don't just mean, historically speaking, how did humans make it to this point? <laughs> like, I mean, how am I still alive? Yeah... Yesterday I spent the whole day eating pork crackling, and that's just pork fat. That's the only thing I ate. So I basically just ate pork fat all yesterday. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> good Valentine's. Yeah, it was, it was so romantic. So you must cook everything. What, raw chicken make you shit? A raw fucking strawberry would make you shit? Everything is going to make you shit and die. So cook it. Speaking of fruit that is evil and bad, like raw strawberries, don't eat them. Figs. In Bolivia, people thought that evil spirits stayed in the canopies of fig trees. So walking under a fig tree will cause you grave illness. In Papua New Guinea, figs are feared because they believe to be haunted by evil spirits and that will be released when the fruit is open. They do look kind of crazy. I'm totally going to add this in a comment somewhere or in the blog when we have it. But there was also a tribe that believed in, like, vampire watermelons. So... Oh my lord, tell me everything. I, I That's all I know. Shit! I'm, you so, can't do that. You can't be like, <laughs> vampire watertemelons, and then disappear into the blackness, just leaving me wondering. Well, like, well you know way, what? Vampire watermelons, mm, they're a thing. We'll put more information we'll in the blog. We'll find it. No, we won't. So <laughs> poppy seeds. In the Middle Ages, poppy cake was used by young women not to eat, but to throw out the window. If you throw it out in a window, you would discover where your true love will come from. Only if you hit him as he walks by. <laughs> no, you see, you see, Philippa, you silly, silly girl. If you throw it out in the direction... Wait, no, you throw it out a window and have a dog fetch it for you, of course. <laughs> you idiot, Philippa. I should have known. You should have known. The direction the dog returned will be the same as that from which your true love would appear. Throw it out the window, have a dog come back. Oh, there's my true love. <laughs> it turns out it's the dog. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, 
I took the dog. But if you were not keen on dogs, did you just run off in the direction that the dog came back? And the first guy that you find, that's that's your true love. Maybe so. Maybe you were like hoying cake out a window and a guy would come along and be like, do you you need some help? Did you want this cake? And then that's how you met everyone back then. There was no logical step. In in this process. So I would believe anything. This is a total sidebar again, which I feel like our podcast is going to be riddled with. (laughs) Absolutely lousy with non sequiturs. But just like the weird old beliefs that people used to have in Ireland, that used to be that you would have a dark-haired young man run into your house at New Year and it would bring you good luck. And so my dad has black hair and he used to have to go around every single house on his street bringing good luck to them by running in and in and out of their threshold. That has nothing to do with anything. I just think it's good. <laughs> it inspired me though because mm. in England in ye old time, mm. it was popular belief that if the first person that you spoke to that day was a ginger... You'd have bad luck for the rest of oh the day. Oh my god. <sighs> so I used to just feel really bad for people who were married to gingers because you'd be like, don't talk to me. So I, I am a ginger, it's fine. What we're saying this. on New Year is that I should walk through your threshold and then I do not speak to you because then yeah. I will have bad luck. So I am bestowing good luck on you and then you could curse me with your evil ginger spirit. So I'd just be like, no, and run away and, <laughs> and they'll be fine. It would be an epic battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So where the fuck was I? Talking about chucking <laughs> cake out windows and then your love would arrive. Poppy seeds also played a role in fertility. Again, not by eating it. This is just kind of by being near it. If you placed a poppy seed in a bride's shoe, it would cause infertility. That's a good contraception. Yeah. <laughs> contraception. <laughs> just forever. Just like, the best If you don't want children... <laughs> Poppy seed in the shoe. Just do it. Alternatively, eating sweetbreads made with poppy seeds on New Year's Eve believed to aid in abundance for the years to come. You get your cake, chuck it out the window. Dog. Husband. You're marrying him. No poppy seed seed in the the shoe. shoe. Shit. No babies. Okay, well, then I'm gonna, like, put poppy seeds on my sweetbread. Don't throw it out the window. Don't throw it out the window. Eat it. You'll get abundance. Not abundance of babies, because you're already infertile, but you'll get an abundance abundance. of something else. Do you remember what the fuck my topic was about? Because it's gone all over the shop. Jeez. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) So, that's a bunch of fun magic food mixed with blood, hidden in people's shoes. Just good, good shit. As we progressed through society, though, and we discovered what science was, and that science existed, and it was important... People moved away from food a little bit and more towards chemicals <laughs> and how chemicals were kind of rad and that weird stuff does good things. And I kind of want to eat it. kind of want to see what that does. Everything's really food as long as you put it in your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> That's what he said. Everything is like Evans, I do declare. So the Victorians were no stranger to putting weird shit inside their bodies. They just filled their bodies with whatever chemicals were interesting and around and available to them. Which it turns out was all of the chemicals. (laughs) Their food was pretty nasty already. They actually had a lot of fast food because... Fast food. Yeah. Let me paint you a picture. Mildred. She lives in a room as big as this one. 
As you all know, listeners, you can see, you can see you're here with us. It's a very small room. Very small room, Philippa. <laughs> I live in squalor. It's, it's a small room that you would live with 20 other people because as industry increased, so did the population in those very small areas. They had to stuff everyone in there somehow, basically like human stables. They sometimes didn't really have enough room to have a kitchen or any cooking mm. facilities because there were so many people just crammed into that one space. So street food was incredibly popular in Victorian, uh, mostly London, like Manchester, I guess. But Victorian like, Manchester. Victorian <laughs> Manchester. Doesn't doesn't trip off the tongue. No, it doesn't. Way. Like Newcastle and shit. Fast food was a big thing. Street food, it was a lot of like fried things. Because of this, they needed to preserve them or make them look good. Because it was all, like, jellied eel mm. and horrible, a lot of shellfish, and just things that were fished out of the Thames that were just covered in human excrement. They literally were covered in human excrement Delicious. as well. There was, like, human and animal excrement all over these things. They needed to add things to them to make them pop. <laughs> just, you know, jellied eel needs a little bit of oomph to it, so you add loads of mercury. So, some of the additives found in food. <laughs> this one is in rum and beer, and because of the terrible conditions of water and drinking water, cholera was just rampant. People would drink rum and beer and other alcohols more readily than water. Cider as well a lot. To be fair, I drink alcohol instead of tap water. I'm drinking alcohol right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they would drink it instead of beer because it was actually safer, except it was filled with strychnine. Filled with strychnine. It doesn't even sound like something you should eat. Strychnine is an incredibly deadly poison, and it's also a hallucinogen. There is another hallucinogen that they used to put in, but I can't pronounce it. Do you think I should give it a go? What is it? I'm going to. Coculus inculus. Never heard of it? Coculus inculus. Coculus inculus. Can that be Mildred's husband? Coculus inculus here. Mildred. So yeah, Mildred popped down to get her fast food and she'd get her beer, which is where she would get her like liquid sustenance from, and be filled with strychnine. Strychnine. <laughs> this is funny because strychnine is actually still kind of around today. It was quite popular in rat poison and things like that. The symptoms of strychnine poisoning are agitation, apprehension of fear. Uh, that's just life. Apprehension. That's my daily experience that's how of the I world. Feel right now. Ability to be easily startled. <laughs> Restlessness. This is just describing normal humans. This is millennial this life. This is just millennial life. Painful... Okay, it's getting a bit more serious now. Painful muscle spasms, possibly leading to fever, kidney and liver injury, uncontrollable arching of the neck and back, rigid arms and legs. So Mildred here, she's a little bit agitated. She's easily startled because, you know, she's a woman and Jack the Ripper is like crawling around. She's like, ooh, what was that? Oh, it's a shadow. Oh my God, my neck. Ah! Mature. And everyone's just like, yeah, that's normal. That's regular. Yeah, that's what everyone's like. No wonder they dropped nightshade in their eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Muscle pain and soreness, difficulty breathing, dark urine, initial consciousness and awareness of symptoms. So you'd be like worried about all those things. That's just the weirdest symptom I've ever heard of. Like, you are aware you're having symptoms of this thing. I think that means that like, you're aware that something bad is about to go. That's like a meta symptom. Yeah, something, something real bad is happening to you. Something real <laughs> ungood. You're like, oh dear, I'm dying. In very extreme circumstances of high doses of strychnine, for the first 15 to 30 minutes of exposure, respiratory failure and brain death. 
At that stage, you don't need to see it after. There you go. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Yeah, the strychnine is a pretty bad thing that was in almost all beer and wine. Lead, <laughs> our old friend, comes back. Lead is the best. As we all know. Lead was in mustard, snuff, and lots of it in wine. Again, don't drink any wine. And we know that lead is bad from the first episode, of course. Lead is accumulative and just just, just bad. Just real bad. Don't drink it. Don't just, put it on your face. Except just do. Except do. Except do. Except do. Red lead gave Gloucester cheese its healthy red hue. So red lead. Nice red cheese you got there. Milk, again, had excessive water and chalk in it. Water not so bad, except that you know that it is bad. It's full of cholera and human feces. So you like you water down your milk with water, literally. But then it's like, oh, it's kind of mm. kind of brown now. <laughs> and so then you whiten it up again with chalk. Victorians were problem solvers. They were. If anything else, they were problem solvers. I mean, we and all know. high all the time. <laughs> no wonder things were so fucked up. <laughs> That's that. That's food. Don't eat anything or drink anything ever. When I was researching this, actually, I was looking into, like, foods that give you special powers. All I could find was fucking, like, quinoa and, like, <laughs> superfoods. And it's funny, you've got two trends butting heads. Mm. You've got the clean eating yeah. <laughs> movement, where they're mm-hmm. like, organic food, mm-hmm. wash your vegetables, yeah. it must be processed, you've got to cook it all from scratch. That's right. And then you've got the people who are like, let's eat the fucking cheese that we found in a jar that's 3,000 years old. <laughs> let's and make the mummy into an energy drink. We'll call it Mumster. And just want to follow both of these groups on Instagram and see what happens. Uh, yeah, I just kind of see which one dies first, which one has a happier life. The one that's eating grass or the one that's like hawking down powdered mummies and shit. One of them's gonna have superpowers mm. and one of them isn't. One of them is gonna shrivel away and, and, and die. And I think we all know which group that's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we say a good thing to balance out the awful? Although mine wasn't particularly awful. Kind of like, everyone died of strychnine. That is the moral of the story. Bad, yeah. What's a good thing we can add this with? I gave directions to someone today and they were correct. What? Yeah, normally... They're always wrong. And I'm like, I'm going to try my hardest. I'll get you where you need to go. You go left. And then they go away and it's like, oh, no, it's right. Shit. But I gave directions and they were right. And then I saw them drive back because they were collecting someone from the train station. So I was like, right, yeah, you go there, you go there, you go under there. And then you go, you don't go down there, you go down here. And they were like, right, thanks. And then I saw them driving back with their passenger, and I was like, yes, I made that reunion happen. <laughs> Seth could have come up with something positive. It can be a rabbit again, because she is very good. The, the rabbit is a constant source of good in my yeah. life. Is she though? Is she, is she really? No, my... I think you spent half the week nursing her back to Yeah. No, my good is this microphone. It's Let a it... very good microphone. Listen to how good we sound, everyone. Do, do we sound better than we did the last time? I hope Let so. Let us know. Please say yes. Please say yes. Please if, say yes. If you say no, we'll cry mm-hmm. and feel like we wasted money. So yeah. Let us know. Yeah. So. That's it from us. Everything is awful forever. No, it's not that. It's not it from us. It's not it. Because if you like us, <laughs> if you, you like us, wagged your finger authoritarily. authoritarily. I, I just shook my finger at Jess, going like, "It's not time to go just yet." Pardon me. No, because we've got to remember: if you liked us, follow us on Facebook, visit us on Twitter, and tell us awful things. 
Look at our awful pictures on Instagram. And our handles are... What are our handles? Yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> awful Forever Podcast. Awful Forever Pod is Twitter. Facebook is Awful Forever. Most everything we tried to make it Awful Forever. I think there's some things where we didn't do it. Instagram is Awful Forever Podcast. Awful Forever Podcast. Instagram. Please follow us. Please do that. We need we need validation. Please. Otherwise we feel so worth it. Please. It doesn't take much out of your life. Just go and tell us how good you think we are. We need we the need constant it. praise. We need it, please. There we go. Now we can say goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>